Hi, you're listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life with me, your host, Mimi Novik. I'm so happy and thrilled to have you here with me. I have created this series for all of us so we can change our world together and live a more holistic and balanced life. Together, we will share lots of inspiring stories from all walks of life, speak with leading experts, enjoy healthy living ideas, explore music and subjects that inspire each other to always have hope. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all of you. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Secrets for an Inspirational Life. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you are all well and that you are all peaceful wherever you are in the world. Now, one of the things that life offers us is the pleasure and the beauty of human contact and also what that brings with it. And hopefully we can deeply connect to each other on a physical, a spiritual and an emotional level. It's not always possible to find the people that are sort of our people, but nevertheless, we are not solitary beings. We are really part of mankind and we should really try our utmost to help each other, especially in these times. And it is really essential to feel part of something greater than ourselves, as this can give us focus and direction in our life. If we are able to find people that we can be open with and share our anxieties and fears in a safe way, whether that be friends, family, or even professional therapists, it helps us to overcome the sadness and loneliness that we sometimes all can feel. So that's why I'm really, really happy to have in today's episode um, a really interesting um, guest who is a mindset and behavioural coach, and that is Zaheb Khan. He's going to correct me. I, I hope I've pronounced that correctly. He helps men find their purpose by helping them gain clarity and success. And this is something that came about after he himself suffered from depression. And it is through conquering this himself and conquering his fears that led him to become a successful coach and motivational speaker. And today, Zahab shares his journey with us. And hopefully you will join us on what I am sure will be a very, very interesting talk. So without further ado, welcome Zahab. Thank you so much. And yes, you pronounced my name absolutely uh, perfect. Not many people can do that. So <laughs> I'm really, I'm really happy about that. <laughs> How are you? Um, thank you. I'm, um, I'm absolutely fine. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today. And um, you know, I was reading about you, like I said earlier, and the things that you say and the things that you have done, and 
you're a very, very wise person, I have to say, and I really like what you're doing. Now, all of this comes from an inspirational story, doesn't it, that um, began a long time ago to lead you to where you are today. So if you don't mind, Zahabe, if you would like to begin with um, the episode by just telling us a little bit about your life and what you've done and where you've come from and how you've reached where you are today. Sure, sure, pleasure. Um, no, thank you for having me here. And um, it's my pleasure to, to share my story. Thank um, you. I hope and believe that uh, with my story, uh, I can help some lives and people can pick up some good things. Um, so, yeah, no, I would love to, love, love to share. So... Um, I was born and brought up in Kuwait. Uh, we have four brothers, uh, mum and dad. So we used to live in Kuwait. Uh, migrated to uh, originally from Pakistan, so migrated back to Pakistan during the Gulf War. Uh, stayed there for a couple of years. Um, and uh, as we were discussing before, um, during one of my um, my uh, session with with a psychologist, uh, she. Obviously, we were going through, and she was asking me about a happy memory. And and when I dig deep into my past, and I was trying to search for the happy memory, I struggled uh, when I was having that session with her, and I I struggled to find that one happy moment, one happy memory. Um, and so the earliest memory I could go um, and I can I could, I could reach out was my memory of being at the at the refuge camp in Jordan, I believe, or um, you know what food they had, and I I struggled to find uh, you know my earliest happy memory. Obviously, I had a few happy memories when you know when I was a little bit older and wiser. So uh, it, it was very eye-opening for me um, uh, because, you know, it's it's very rarely when someone sits down and, you know, and, and try to reflect on his or her past and bring all the happy memories back. Um, so, yeah, so I grew up in, in, in Kuwait. I did my school, my college, and I moved to London when I was 19. So I've been in London since then. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a very... A different shift for me moving from Kuwait, Pakistan to, to London. There was a lot of cultural change, a lot of environmental change. And it took me uh, a while to, to understand who I am as a person. Um, and know everybody is unique. Everybody is born with a, a unique, uh, not having unique sets of assets you know they are good at certain things they are bad at certain things so i throughout my life when i was growing up when i was in my school and my in my college i was a very safe boy i was a very safe man i was afraid to take risks i was afraid to uh, take up challenges i was afraid to take part in sports I was a um, I was a very confined introvert person, and I thought that's just normal. Um, and there was a few factors, and I didn't realize why I am the person I was up until a few years ago, before I took up um, coaching. Um, uh, you know, it, it was it was a very very it was less normal. I was normal. I was normal for for my own self. 
I don't know how I, how other perceived me, uh, but I was normal. Um, it was, I, I, I think one of the hardest part was, at, you know, while I was growing up was, I was very scared to be who I am now or who I was at that time. So I put up this, um, uh, a, a person who was different for, for people, for the outside world, and there was a different person inside me. So while I was growing up, and it all makes sense now, uh, when I go back and look at my past and I look at my core values and I look at different aspects of my, um, my present and past, mm. um, it, it was, it was very, it was very different. I mean, the feeling at people, I think, who are, are going through the similar phase would, would relate to me. Um, I was pretending to be some someone who I was not deep inside me, and it was very frustrating. It was very, it was very hard because I wanted to be someone who I wasn't, and it was very unfortunate. Uh, and I'm not blaming here. I'm not blaming anyone. Uh, maybe it was the culture, the environment, or 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 my upbringing, and I'm not questioning any of that. But that's how. I perceived my environment, my culture, and my upbringing, um, and I know it's very. It can be very sensitive, uh, depending on what culture, what background, or you know what, what your upbringing is. So, and that's how I grew up. You know, I, I was told that men need to be they need to be tough. You know, um, they have to they have to be off. A, a man has to be something like this. So they are you, you're not supposed to cry. Uh, you know, if you cry too much, you're a crybaby, or you know, um, you can't act in certain way. You can, uh, you know, if if, some, if you're going through something, just get over it. You're a man. Um, these are the common things which I grew up in. You know, I'm pretty sure most of the people can relate to me. Um, you know, it's very common in, in movies. It's very common. Uh, you know, people people saying these things out to to every other. To you know, to, to to boys and men, so you know it was it was really hard for me to to show my emotions, to show what I really want, what I'm really I am as a person, and that basically what it did. It I I built a wall around me. I I became a person which was very different for the outside world, and it was very different when I was on my own. I as I said before, I I'm. I, I, I am a very introvert person, but I was an introvert on a totally different level. I had friends, but I never had friends' friends, which means I was very friendly, but I had no friends uh, who I could open up to or who I could be who I was at that time, you know, who I really wanted to be. Um, and that carried on for a very, very long time. Um, and I got into some relationships, whether it was my uh, friendships or, or, or personal relationships where I was, again, I was seeking someone else's uh, attention in order to please that person. Um, you know, I had, again, as I said, I was friendly, but then I was seeking friends who I could open up to and I was end up being with friends with someone just for the sake of having that tag that I have a friend and I was there just to please, you know... Other people. My friend. Other people, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that took... And that took a toll on me, and I was de- I was uh, diagnosed with depression, and um, and and at that time again, I it took me a really uh, hard time to accept that oh I can actually have a depression, 
Um, and again, you know, people are mistaken that the depression, the symptoms for depressions are um, same for both genders, but that's 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 not correct. You know, men can have different kind of uh, depression uh, symptoms than than a, than a woman, and. And, and it's also, I suppose, it's it's individual to the person. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. The fact is that every person has their own story. And... Of course. Of course, the symptoms are different, the stories are different. And um, it took me... Uh, so the doctor prescribed me the antidepressants and I said to myself, I'm not going to go on antidepressants. Uh, it, it, it wasn't that severe, so she said, you, you know, just it, it was a minor antidepressant, but she said, I'll take antidepressants, it will help you um, to, to, to not recover it and overcome. And I said, no, I, that, that, was the, that was the time when I kind of uh, shifted my life. You know, that was the time when I said, no, I, I want to make it better. I want to make it better for myself. I want to make it better for, for people around me, my family. And that that was the whole shift for me. That was the whole shift. I, I started investing in, in, in my personal health. I started investing in, in my personal development. I started reading a lot of books. Um, I started going to, to seminars, you know, to understand life from a different perspective. And and especially the mental health, how does it affect your your body, your your emotions and and then I start looking into coaching and I, that's how I got into coaching because I know how, you know, the feeling of being trapped in your own mind and in your own body and how painful it can be, especially when you can't express it out to others. Zaheb, tell us a little bit about that because you talk about also, I was reading about living in a two-dimensional world. And that is of interest to me. How did you feel? How did you know that you felt different to everybody else? Because innately, we are different. None of us are the same. So what was it that was the most difficult thing that you couldn't communicate or express as a person? I, when, I mean, again, going back from my childhood to, to my adulthood, mm. I, I struggled. I struggled. I, I couldn't emote. I, I was just, I couldn't emote at all, whether it was with my family, whether it was my, my friends or whether it was my, my wife. Um, I thought showing the sign of uh, either crying or, opening up to your vulnerabilities to other is a, is a sign of a weakness. And when I said living in two-dimensional world, I, it was more of, for me, it was black and white. It was, uh, you know, you're a man. You are uh, supposed to act, live in a certain way. You can't, you can't go and start emo- emoting your emotions, whether by crying or whether by, um, you know, opening up to someone. So, you know, it was it was a world where even if I wanted to cry, I would struggle to cry in front of anyone, whether it's my uh, whether it's my family or whether it's my wife or whether it's my friends. I, I of course, I have done that. I'm not saying it never happened, but it took me a lot of battle within that. Oh, I, is it OK for me to do this here in front of these people or is it OK for me to do um, in, in front of, uh, you know, to, to open up your, your vulnerabilities, to open up 
uh, and speak to someone, mm. that was a no-no for me. And that I struggled with the most in my past. Now, I know that all of us, whether that be, you know, male or female, everybody has a struggle of some sort and a struggle of express, expressing their emotion, um, emotions or um, being heard in some way. Do you think it's partly because of how the environment of where you were brought up? Because the Middle East, isn't it, that part of the world is a very masculine place. And um, it's difficult to be, in a way, you know, sort of to have that tenderness of the heart, isn't it? I agree. Uh, I agree and I disagree. I think, mm. yes, it, your, the country, the, the culture you're living in, yes, it plays a massive, uh, a massive impact, and, you know. Mm. Uh, but it also, the environment of your house, your home, you know, where you're growing up. The family, that, the family the environment. Family, the family, yeah. that, that plays that plays uh, a very 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 important role i mean you can live in a strict uh, you can live in a kind of a country but then you can have a totally different opposite environment at home so yes i agree and i yeah uh, so I, I agree and i disagree with what you said mm. so it's it's hard i mean it's hard when you are in a in a in environments where you can't communicate or express or emote or compromise because these are considered as a sign of for weakness and you know you you have to portray being a man you have to portray that you are strong um, you know you have to portray that you uh, yes you are strong in a way that i mean if you go back in 60s, we go back in 50s, a man has a different responsibility than a woman. Mm. And it's all changed now. You know, I mean, we are equal, kind of, in a, in a Western world. Let's, let's say in a Western world. Because, uh, in a Western, in a Western world, world, yes, but not, not yes, possibly so, in other parts of the world. Yes, yes. Mm. So let's let's say in Western world, we are we are equal, we consider to be equal, whether it's considered to be our emotions or our workload or, or how, you know, uh, looking after kids or working or earning. So that's, that's considered as, as, as equal. But um, if I, if I go to a different part of the world where the man is considered to be the bread and butter of, uh, you know, to, to, to earn the bread and butter for your house or for your home, you are meant to be this, that strong person who your family, your kids, your brothers, your, 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 you know, they're looking up to you. So you can't go and be uh, emotionally weak. You you can't express your emotions uh, in front of them because that will be considered as as a weakness. Yes, because you're you're right. Way back, if we go back forty, fifty years, the way that men and women were is completely different to how it is these days especially in the western world for sure um maybe a lot of people suffer because there are these somehow these stereotypes um that people like to label other people in some ways and this in itself creates such um a deep insecurity within people because in the end if you look at the media if you look all around you people then don't know how to behave because what it comes naturally to them 
they might be persecuted for whatever reason that may be. Absolutely. And then the fear element, doesn't it, Saheb? The fear element comes in because what you're feeling as a soul, let's put it on a, on another level, what you're feeling as a soul and you want to express yourself, depending on where you are and the way that society views people, you can feel suppressed or oppressed. So, you know, that may be for men or for women, depending, you know, each each um, sex has its own, you know, um, balance in and out of this situation. So I don't know what the answer is to that. What do you think that the actual issue is? I believe, I mean... If we look at now, look at society in in general. So not not Western or any part other part mm. of the world. So if you look at society in general, we are afraid of being labelled, as you said, of afraid of being stereotyped. So in general, the boys are meant to be raised that they are they have to be more confident, they have to have success and the composure and being emotional in most of the society or most of the culture is considered to be as as a girly aspect mm, mm. And as as a soul um and as a body if your emotion your your soul doesn't know that you are a male or a female or how to emote now how to how you actually emote your emotions that depends you as a person your mind tells you that you have to emote now how you emoting that's up to you as, as a person. So when we label that, let's say if you have a boy growing up and all he gets to hear while growing up that crying is it's, it's for a girl or um, I should be stopped crying when I have to cry or um, you know I have to man up. If when he grows up with all the negativity portrayed by others, which is not the reality, is portrayed by others, mm. he will automatically raise his children, especially the boys, at some point at some point in, in his life. So as a as a human, we are scared to be labeled or, or to be stereotyped, yes. And that's a, the, the society plays a very, very important role in that. You know, when we dismiss our feeling or um, when, we dismiss, when we dismiss about what, what we are inside, then that will take a toll on your, on your mental health. Because we're, in effect, we're suppressing who we really are, aren't we? Indeed, indeed, indeed. And that will obviously have impact on your behaviour, impact on your, um, your emotional expressions and, and how, and obviously ultimately, you know, mental health. Yeah, I, I have a friend, actually, uh, Zaheb, and um, she always, we have this thing, and um, we travelled all over the world together, and um, it, you know, we had many adventures, but the one thing that we realised as we went all over the world is that fundamentally people are the same, more than they are different, in their emotions, in their suffering, in their joy, and she said to me once, she said, so many people are trying to be a fish 
when in fact they're a bird. And she likened that to her life because she was always pretending to be somebody else because she thought that by being somebody else, she would be loved, she would be cared for. But in Uh fact, it had the opposite effect because she wasn't then true to herself. And I think that comes to all of us, unless we are true to ourselves and to who we are as souls, I think that we will continually suffer. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. Sometimes what happens when when people you know they they when they're growing up, when they are trying to understand what they are and how they are, either they are they have to suppress their true being because of uh, an environment or uh, lifestyle or uh, you know potentially not be able to achieve what they really want in life or potentially they suppress their true being of again, of fear of being stereotyped, of fear of being labelled, that, oh, I am a... Okay, let's say I'm very randomly just came mm. in my head. So I'm a guy and I want to be a belly dancer, for example. <laughs> now, sorry, I'm just... That's, that's, again, I'm that's just a really good up. one, actually. Um, yeah. So, because it, it is like, you, you can imagine it's so extreme in, in its exactly. example. Yes, yes, that's why I laughed. So, you know, it's, uh, I, I will probably think like thousand million times before I will actually get into, into that type of uh, dancing because oh, what my family will think or what my friends will think or what my society will think or what my neighbors will think. Um, so, you know, yes, you, you, your friend is absolutely right. You know, we, 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 we try to be someone who we are not. And because of, of the fear, and it's just completely fear. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because I think everybody is beautiful. Everybody has their own unique personality and people should work towards their own personalities and their inner being, which we just call core values. And once they understand their core values, they whatever they decide to do in their life, it, it becomes much more easier becomes much more easier and much more happier. Life becomes much more happier. And that's something that is your job now, isn't it? That's what you are trying, Zahave, to help people with. Tell us a little bit about that work of yours. So as we as we were talking about earlier, I I have I, my, my passion. My passion sits, um, and I'm not saying um, I only focus. My passion sits with with men and and their mental health. And uh, the reason um, of my because of my life story and what happened to me. And as a man, I understand that when a man is when men is raised uh, in a society that promotes traditional masculinity how complicated they become when it comes to feeling their own emotions. Mm. You know, I have tried over the number of years to shut to shut my emotions off completely. And what I see people around me, especially men, they are more likely to use external methods to cope with the inner 
pain or turmoil or, or 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 emotions because obviously if you know you suppress your emotions if you suppress your um your pain inside you have to deal with it somehow um you know there there are different ways and methods what uh, people use to to come over that pain so my passion sits with men uh, and their mental health and i i love to work with more men because men's mental health is considered to be a very taboo subject people especially men in fact men you know uh, there's a lot of criticism i get sometimes from Do you men. really yeah yeah uh, uh, funny enough i posted a uh, mm. posted a I posted something on facebook about uh, uh, you know mental health and depression and i had like 400 comments on that post and out of 400 mm. uh, 300 were like negative and they were like oh you know you have to if you want to cry or whinge go and uh, go on a on a on a women's chat group this is the man's oh. group and it and it's surprising it's, what did you surprising. post what did you post that got such a reaction uh, i posted something along the line that uh, that yes about uh, yes so my post was about toxic uh, masculinity and how the society and 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 you know what, what we just talked about is basically you know boys don't cry and man up and you know that sort of thing and i said that culture needs to stop because i'm a guy and if i have a boy i will ask my boy to that i will tell my boy that it's fine for you to cry and to express your emotions you know i'm not going to say oh stop crying because you're a boy and you, you can't cry because what will happen if that boy will not cry and let his emotions out 10 years 15 years later that boy will either become aggressive or he will emote his emotions out through anger which is again unfortunately in certain parts of the world men being angry is considered to be normal it's considered to be yes he's a guy he is just venting out his emotions so uh, yeah you will be surprised at how, how much criticism and they didn't like what you had written yeah 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 Now basically yes. You have used this word um a couple of times so that I'm understanding and the listeners as well. You describe it as toxic masculinity. What is that? Now, it's a word which is again very controversial. I mm. believe personally masculinity or feminism is not toxic. It's the person that makes it's the person or or society or the culture that makes it toxic it's the individual that makes it toxic and what i meant again not focusing on any specific culture or society or any part of the world but um more in other parts of the world than in western it's 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 normal for um you know for when a, when a man is uh, when a boys are suppressed to emote their emotions in a certain way like you know i I have not said this to many people and uh, I'm just giving you as an example mm-hmm. that I when I was growing up um I was bad in sports I, I you know any sports I, I I was I was like scared to take part in any sports um and the only reason was that when I used to play uh cricket I think it was with my friends and I think a couple of times uh, they said to me oh you're so like a girl and that one statement just there was it's just stuck in my head for for the rest of my life and up until today that i don't play any sports just 
for the fear of that, oh, I will not play cricket because if I throw a ball, I will not throw it properly and someone will turn around and say, you throw like a girl. And it's a tiny statement and I'm pretty sure my, my, my friends and whoever said it, I can't even remember who said it, mm. it, it, it probably said it in a, in a lighter way, but because I heard that the sentence few times in my life, you know, rather than saying, oh, you're rubbish at cricket or you're rubbish at throwing things, the line was like, oh, you throw like a girl. Now, I'm pretty sure there are so many girls who throw far more better than men. I'm not denying that. But I'm talking about, uh, God, 19, 16, 17, 18 years ago. So that is toxic masculinity, you know. Um, I'm pretty sure you have heard that, you know, when um, when when men or guys they go through let, let's say they're not in the best of moods and you know I, and i'm pretty sure I, I, I and i take my hands up i have i must have used this term in the past as well sometimes you go up to guys oh why are you in a bad mood are you going through your your periods or something you know it's 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 a common thing but it just becomes so common that it's that that's what toxic masculinity means it it means that men can't show emotions in certain tight it's a certain way they just because they are labeled in certain way is that, that that's what mm, but is that to do with masculinity because masculinity in its pure form and femininity doesn't have any of this criticism it is actually in its pure essence who each of us is isn't it it's maybe society's slant on it of how one should be as opposed to really how one is so again we are in a way brainwashed to some extent of what we should be like you know men should be like this women should be like this but in reality that's not real is it no absolutely not and as i said it's all man-made rules again mm. i'm saying man-made rules you know the term is man-made rules why not female man rules you know you know what i'm trying to i understand what you're saying is, i understand what you're saying but you know so what if you cry you know exactly, so what exactly. if you're gentle so you know i think that makes somebody a more beautiful person you know if you were gentle if you were kind if you were sweet but also there as a protector let's say um then there is nothing wrong with that. That is actually someone who is unique in that sense, isn't it? Isn't it? Absolutely, I I completely agree. So what I meant was with, with, with the toxic masculinity mm. word, and that was the, the 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 post I got the most criticism from men. It's basically what it what it means is it, it only refers to actions that discourage any men to display of emotions. So if you are angry, other than anger, mm. if you display your emotions in any other form or or way, it's basically deemed as non-dominant. You know, you, you are a male, you have to behave in a dominant way in a given situation. You know, uh, and that, that's what that's what toxic masculinity is. And it's not, it's not, that's not how we are. That's how we mm. are labeled as. Mm. And that is very unfortunate. I mean, I deep inside me, I'm a very soft person. Mm. And I'm, I'm very soft deep inside me. But do I display it? 
when now obviously I do, but do I portray it to my to my friends and family 10, 15 years ago? Maybe, maybe not. How many people in the world do actually know me, the real Suhey? Now it's different, but previously, I don't think so anybody did. I think up until the most part of my life, nobody actually knew who I was deep inside me. But and you knew who again, you were, didn't you? Yes, yes, of mm. course, of course. I knew, I knew how I was, but I was too scared. I was too, I was too afraid. Afraid is the right word. I was too afraid that if I portray real me, I will be labeled as someone which is not considered as as dominant or as masculine. Which then leads, I suppose, to a lot of cultures. If you're not dominant in that way and you're not showing your power in that way, then it also, it, it, it's like a whole domino effect. Then you're not even worth anything because then it becomes a thing about value and worth, doesn't it? Uh-huh, if, uh-huh. if you don't display the common, um, you know, displays of... I can I can be very good at sports or I can fight or, you know, then actually you're not really a man. That's true. And and most of my, um, you know, teenage and adulthood, I, I struggled. I struggled with my with my self-esteem and self-doubt. You know, even when I came here, I was like, OK, I mean, am I going to be successful i'm just a you know a brown guy in a in a white world sort of thing and i i struggled so that had impact on my not only emotional health but my, you know my self-esteem and and you know i i use the word self-worth mm. um and that that impacted me a lot that impacted me a lot so Zaheb, what would you say was the most transformational moment in your life that you decided to change your life? So there was two two times, I would say. Uh, first, when I was diagnosed, diagnosed with depression and, and the doctor said, oh, you have to go on antidepressant. And I was like, I don't think so. And something needs to be done. And um, second, uh, was the, the most beautiful moment in my life when I held my eldest daughter in my hand. Oh. And I cried like a baby. Oh. And I'm not I'm not I'm not ashamed to say this. I cried like I was sobbing actually. Good for oh, you. Good for sobbing. you. Uh, and the, again the whole thing the whole whole time uh, because it happened so quick that the whole time I was being the strong husband for my wife mm. to, to you know to emotionally support her. But as soon as she was out and she was, uh, when I heard her first cry, I was like nonstop. I was like, <laughs> I'm like a baby. I was like sobbing. Um, and yeah, and I, 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 I think I'm a, and my, my wife will probably will agree to this, that I'm probably a better father than a better husband. Um, and uh, why is that? Recent- and I'm sure. Well, the thing is, you know, when you're a husband, you're different. When you become a father, you just become this person. So I was telling to my wife, uh, I said, I have become so emotional now 
that, you know, once I become a father, I'm, I'm very emotional. I look at the, the TV and the movie and there's something emotional and my eye goes all, 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 all um, watery. And I was like, I wasn't like this before. So, you know, that was another uh, transformational change in me that I wanted to become a better person before, a better person before I become a father or, or a husband or, as a, or a son or a brother. I wanted to become a better person and the only way I can or I could become a better person it was to to understand who I am or who I was at that time and what I what are my core values why I am the way I am and that that changed everything that changed everything because I am much more uh happier and I think because I am happier I'm keeping my family happier Yes, that's important, isn't it? Because it's impossible to make other people happy. You know, I always say this, happiness is a fleeting moment. But we can do our best to make life easier for those that we love. But it's absolutely impossible unless we try to achieve that within ourselves, isn't it? No, of course. I mean, if you are... Let's say, okay, so, you know, I, I think I've covered, I don't know if I've covered this before or not. So let's say if I am not happy inside, mm. ultimately it's going to reflect outside. Or if I don't love myself first, or if I don't put, if I don't work on my happiness and what makes me happy deep inside me, ultimately it will, it will come, it will, it will impact your, your, your environment and, and it, it will impact the other people you are with. For sure. For sure. And do you think that finding this peace, Zaheb, is what um, makes you feel unique in some way? No, definitely. Definitely. I, the, the moment, it was like a, it was like an eye opener when I, when I found out my, my core values, it make much more sense that, oh, this is the decision I'm, I, I am, this is the decision why I'm making this decision or why I am the way I am. And, you know, and as I said, it's not like, um, I have to work on it constantly. I have to, I have to go back on my happy moments, my peace moments to, to remind myself because, you know, your life throws at you, your work stress, your family stress, your uh, different things, different challenges every single day. But it's up to you how you keep your your mind, um, you know, to go back to that peace moment, to go back to you know your happy moments and reflect back on those moments to 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 relive that that emotion. Um, so that that as simple. Once you are happy with yourself, once you come to terms with yourself everything makes much more sense and everything becomes much more easier Mm. very true very true words and tell me how do you overcome for example challenges in your life both personally and professionally how do you use a technique or a method or what helps you overcome challenges in your life say um i am um, i don't take work stress anymore i may get stressed for a couple of seconds or a couple of minutes maybe half an hour one hour but mm. then it eventually it goes off uh, there are different techniques you can work with um and uh there's different nlp techniques which, which you can work with 
Um, I uh, uh, the, the one the one technique which I can share mm. and which is very easy to do is by talking to your inner child. And it's very simple. So basically, what you do is you be in a in an environment when you're alone. You know, when it's quiet. Basically, you close your eyes. You go deep inside and look for your inner child, and you just talk to your inner child, uh, spend some time with them, with, with the person, with, with your inner child. See what that inner child wants at that time. Reassure that inner child that you are there for for him or her. And that brings a lot of peace. That brings a lot of peace. And is that something that um, you help your clients with? For example, if someone was to come to you and needed help, how what is the sort of thing what is the sort of help that you offer i well as i said i help people from all aspects of life yeah. uh, mainly to overcome their fears mainly to overcome their the dark side which they are hesitant to touch upon because i believe you are you with all your good bad and ugly mm. You can't kill part of you to become something you want to be. You can be whatever you want to be with all your past, whatever has happened to the past. And basically, I just, I just give them the clarity, and I just, we, we have different. Obviously, even in NLP and in coaching, we have different techniques, or which, which depending on the client, uh, if they're going through a trauma, or if they're going through a, a habit change, or if they're going through uh, a mindset change, or they're going through uh, a behavior. So there's different techniques which, which, which I can I can implement, but there's few techniques which people can do at home, like, as I said, speaking to the inner child, that just brings them inner peace. Um, so it all depends what uh, a client comes with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll just use that, uh, that technique. But, you know, sometimes it's 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 just I go with the flow. Uh, we just have a conversation. I, I remember I was having a conversation with one of the clients and uh, it literally took me, 20 minutes it literally took me 20 minutes phone call and uh, my client was like oh wow i can't believe it was this simple <laughs> because you I, I suppose because you are so um good at doing it because you've been through all of this before haven't you so it makes you absolutely exceptionally talented in the skill of being able to understand people that are going through it, I suppose. That is correct, yes. Yeah, which gives you uh, a uniqueness in that because I, I talk to many guests and they all say to me, you know, we that have been through all of this are best equipped to help other people because unless you've been through it, it is very difficult sometimes to understand other people. Now, Zaheb, do you um, do one-to-one online or how do you, if someone wants to come to you, how how do you run your practice? So at the moment, because of uh, the, the, the blessing of coronavirus, it's all online. Uh, so, yes. <laughs> So it's mostly Zoom or Facebook or um, if it's a UK-based client, I do over the phone as well. 
So yeah, uh, currently it's all online. Uh, okay. I think the whole world is shifting to online now. Yes, I know, I know, I know. Now, what interests me is what inspires you? Because you must have something or someone that inspires you in your life. What inspires me? Mm. I think I I wanted to prove a point to myself. Um, and the point was that you, a middle-class brown boy in a white world can be successful. Now, uh, no disrespect to any, any race or culture or religion. The, the point was, you know, when you look up these... The, the the famous the the rich of, of you know it there's no person which inspires me I think what what inspires inspires me is is to be a better person it's to be a better human being it's to be yes successful is one part of your of your uh, inspiration that's that's your ultimate you know goal against success is different to different uh, from person to person but I think my inspiration is. I, I want to be a role model for, for my family, for my kids. Uh, I want to leave a, a legacy behind where my kids can look up and say, yes, that was my father. Uh, he was a better, he was a good human being before famous, rich, successful father, X, Y, and Z. So I'm, I aspire to be a better human. Uh, uh, and yeah, regardless of who I was and who I am in terms of my relations. And what would you say is the most fulfilling part of your life? So far, well, so far, um, I mm. think, and I can't, I'm, I'm a very hungry person, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't say, I'm a very, one, if, if one chapter is, if I achieve something, then it's always the next thing and it's always the next thing. So. So far, whatever has happened to me, it's been fulfilling. It's been fulfilling to an extent, obviously. Uh, it's fulfilling enough for me to take the next step. Um, and, and, and the journey continues and the journey will continue. Um, and, you know, being, uh, being a father, uh, being a husband, being a father has been one important and major fulfilling aspect of my life. But that's just a, uh, just a step um, on my onwards journey. That's so lovely, you know, that each part is fulfilling in its own way. And I know we were talking, you know, before about this. Um, and what I like is your attitude about life in that, you know, we meet people for a reason and everyone has something to teach us. Absolutely. I, as I said, we were discussing earlier, I have a philosophy. So if I am with uh, anyone, whether good or bad, whether it's at work or personal life or whoever, Mm. I will learn from that person everything. I will implement good in my life or wherever I could. And I will keep the bad not to implement. Mm. Um, And everybody teaches you something. All your, all the people you meet in your life, or the people you come across in your life, mm. you learn. Use them as learning tool. Learn from them. Take the good. Keep the bad. Uh, don't don't make it complicated. It's it's very simple. Life is very simple. It's only us who who makes it yes. makes it complicated. 
We do, don't we? A lot. We we overthink we and to. we you know make all sorts of castles out of molehills and all sorts of things. And I'm really happy. Thank you so much for coming on today, Zahay, because it's been really interesting to look also from a male perspective. We haven't had that, you know, about mental health. So I'm, you know, I'm really happy that you came on. Now, if you could offer one sort of piece of advice in a few lines to people out there that are listening now, what would you give that has helped you in your life? Open up. Talk. Mm. Express. These are the three things I would recommend to everyone. You know, regardless, if you are vulnerable, you are, you can still be strong with your vulnerabilities. You can still, you are beautiful with your vulnerabilities. You are, you are, you are what you are. You know, don't be afraid of what people will think of you. Because it took me a while to open up. Uh, Not only to open up with myself, but to open up with all my weaknesses and all my vulnerabilities to to other. So whoever you have uh, in your life who you can trust, who you can, who who you are in in that uh, compatibility or, you know, in that relationship where you can open up without being afraid of being judged, open up to that person. The more you, you keep your emotions to yourself, now this is again, regardless of your gender, the more you open up, the more you talk about how you feel, the better you feel. You may may not get the help, but you will always have that hearing ear who will who will hear you out. You know, if you don't, if you are unfortunate, and if you don't have someone in your life that um, that you can open up to, seek a confidential professional help. Um, and but just don't keep it to yourself. Um, and this is the part where I struggle the most. Um, just because of the fear, the fear of being labelled or fear of being others' opinion. Others' opinion, I mean, life will continue on. People will have their opinion about everything and anyone. You are the most important person for yourself. You know, you have to come to peace with yourself. You have to love yourself first. So please just talk, just open up. Don't suppress your emotions. They are there to be expressed. So that would be my uh, few words of advice. Wonderful advice, actually, you know, because we all feel the need to have help at some point in our life. And it is courageous, isn't it, to take that step to actually in not feeling alone is by asking for help for those if people aren't around us that can help us then there's always someone out there isn't there Zaheb, that of can, course of that course can help it's just having that courage to you know to value our life enough to do that i believe the world is full of beautiful souls and there's always someone for someone um in any shape or form to to have that um, helping hand, helping ear, I should say. That's beautiful. I believe the world is full of beautiful souls as well, you know. 
And um, my mum always says to me, you know, you're living in a fairyland and my family and that say that to me. And I said, well, I really don't care because it's very nice there. And I want to always think the best of people. It's something that um, gives Absolutely. a richness to life, doesn't it? Which is far more valuable than anything material that we could have. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, it, and it's just like what you expect from universe, the universe will give it to you. So if you expect um, love and happiness and beautiful souls, you will, you will, the universe will give it back, give it back to you, the happiness and the love and, and the beautiful souls. Yes, it's a mirror of us, isn't it? Whatever exactly. we are emanating, whatever energetically we are giving out as souls, it is a like attracts like, doesn't it? Indeed. So, Saheb, where can people um, contact you? What is the best place for them to um, reach out? So I'm on my Facebook page, uh, which is Mindset and Behavioral Coach Hyphen Sack, or my Facebook page, which is Zuhab Khan, or my Instagram page, which is I am Zuhab Khan. Okay, so people are free to contact you there and reach out and, you know, make an appointment or whatever they want. You're, you're very happy to talk to everyone. Absolutely. Thank you. It would be my pleasure. Oh, that's so lovely. Thank you so much, Zahab, for coming on today. Really, it is very insightful, I have to say. And there's a lot to think about there because, because I'm a lady, I always look at things from my perspective, obviously, but it's very good and very healthy to also see it from the other perspective. So thank you very much for sharing that with us. And please stay in touch. Absolutely. And thank you, Mimi, for having me. It was absolutely a pleasure um, to to talk to you and be on the show. Yeah. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. And um, I wish you all the very best. And, you know, I hope you help a lot of people out there because a lot of people out there are in desperate need. I am hopeful that I can change and I can help as many people as I can. Wonderful. Thank you and take care of yourself. Thank you, Mimi. Okay, you. bye, bye. Bye-bye, bye. Zaheb Khan. What a fascinating subject that is and also often tainted in sadness, I have to say, sadly. But what we have to realise very much in these days that there are so many people out there that can help and not to suffer in silence. This is the most important thing. Please reach out and ask for help. It is out there. Have hope and never give up. Never ever give up. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you will join me in the next episode. Until then, look after yourselves, take care, and lots of love. Thank you for listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life, brought to you by your host, Mimi Novik. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and see you in the next episode. For more information about Mimi Novik and her books, music, and inspirational work, take a look at her website 
www.miminovic.co.uk.